Oh, wait, you didn't count down. That's okay. Keep going. We can edit it out. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussion. Viewer discretion is advised. Oh, wait, this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're cold because it's cold outside. They're having all that rain on the West Coast and like they're pushing it on this way. So, you know, like when you wake up at like the ass crack of dawn and you go to work in the morning, it's like cold. And so I'm still wearing shorts and T-shirt. Yeah, you're still wearing shorts and T-shirt because you're from Chicago, you crazy sucker. Well, I mean, honestly, um, I handled the weather much better when I first moved here. Now that it's damn near been 11 years, my blood's definitely thinned out. <laughs> so if you had to go to Chicago this next winter, well, or right now even. Uh-uh. So Steph just got back from Wisconsin. She was visiting her sister. And, you know, it was cold there and like, you know, snow on the ground, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, she was kind of calling and, you know, complaining about the snow. I remember one time... Um, it was when she had that house in, uh, Cary. Yeah. It was one of those times you kind of came over. It was the first time I ever saw you in anything other than shorts. Dude, you were wearing sweats. I still wear sweats. There's once in a while you'll, you'll catch me in sweats. Yeah. You were wearing sweats that day. Now it was 18 below zero and there was like a foot of snow on the ground. But I remember we got home we, the night before we went to Outback, um, for dinner we got home and she had a little bit of a like a, you know it's like it it's a little warm in here so freaking 20 below 0 she opens up the windows of the house to let it just take a little bit of the the heat which wasn't existent out of the air is that what you freaking midwest people do um i slept with my window open all the time what is wrong with you guys i still do even here in Arizona, I sleep with my window open. <laughs> yeah, I kind of jumped her shit last night because I was a little chilly. And I come, you know, like when you come out of the shower and you got that draft, and you're like, ooh, that's cold. She opened up the windows. Like, not a window. She opened up, like, we have one, two, three, four. We have five windows in our home. She opened, like, three of them. And it's like, underneath my covers, like, dude, this is cold. There's something wrong with you Chicago people. Something no. seriously wrong. There's nothing more comfortable than laying underneath your sheets and then like the top sheet is cold. Yeah. And your pillowcase is cold and you're warm underneath the bed. It's phenomenal. Yeah, but when I can feel my nose hair stiffen, number one, it's time to trim them. But no, no, no. Number one, turn the humidifier on and get that damn CPAP on your face. I do have the humidifier on. There you go. I don't like, want to talk about the CPAP. Yeah. No, let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, uh, um, it's been about... We're at January? When did I get sick? Probably been about a month. 
three and a half, four weeks, whatever. You Probably need to about use that thing, dude. Yeah, I do. I said I would use it this week, last week, and now here we are in next week, which is this week, and I have not. And you know what? I, I, I am tired. Yeah, you're cheating death every day. Every day. Every day. But anyway, back to the point at hand here. You're cold. I'm looking at you. I, I, I've seen this once in my life where you have the blanket on. Well, there, you were sick. Oh You're not gosh. sick now, but you've got like a griffin okay. crawling up your chest. All right, griffin. All right. All right, buddy. Yep. Yep. Say hi. Um, yeah, it's it's not very often, but for some reason I got a little bit of a chill today. Um, it's because it's cold. Oh, I, I, I was fine all day today. For some reason, when I came home, I got a little bit of a chill. But all day today, like I don't wear a sweatshirt outside. I don't wear a jacket. I think what it was in the. 50s this morning anything under 72 is chilly and anything under 68 is cold hey griffin how you doing partner and your definition of cold is probably what anything under 20 no actually i probably probably right around freezing 32 degrees all right wow remember one time we went camping it rained the entire time did it really the no. whole time. No, no, no. Not when we wait, got wait, there. No, because I, I remember. I remember us having to go, and we had to go in the town. Remember that? Yeah. We had to go <laughs> back to Payson to go pick up some more Bubba burgers, <laughs> and your wife okay. had to go to the washroom, <laughs> and you held her purse, which is now your. Um, Profile picture. Yeah, that's your profile picture on my phone. <laughs> Me holding a coach bag? <laughs> In Walmart. <laughs> yeah, you're a jerk. <laughs> I do remember that. Um, yeah. But it rained most of the time. But I remember that because we went back and we were cooking uh, cast iron over the fire. And we had the Montreal steak seasoning. Yep, that butter and uh, those those freaking onion bubba, bubba burgers. Those, yeah. Those were amazing. They really were yeah, well, especially when you're camping, it just adds that extra, I don't know. I don't know if it's just location or what it is, but. Um. I got to tell you what, I'm like, I don't hate camping. I just don't like camping. Oh, I was going to say, when are we going? <laughs> I, I like going in the wilderness where there's like a cabin, you know, a place with a thermostat and a cozy bed and a toilet that I don't have to like squat upon and like come to like. Like, we went to this place, and it was isolated. and It was right on the rim. It was right on the rim. Yeah. Sounds dirty, but it's not. Skim. Uh, but no, like, it, it had facilities. But, you know, by facilities, they dig a hole in the ground, they raise up, like, a wooden outhouse, and they put, like, a plastic chair with a hole in the middle of it so you can sit down and just basically shit in the dirt right (laughs) i don't want to tell you about what we used well don't you have like one of those like you use a bucket don't you (laughs) (laughs) exactly so there's um there's a a a toilet seat that sits on top of a five gallon bucket (laughs) and so man there goes my stupid laugh 
So what we would do is we would put a garbage bag in there and then we'd load it up with toilet paper. So then when you go to the bathroom, you know, it's not like, it's not creating splashes or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's much more sanitary. And if anything, that's less gross than what these facilities were. Because these facilities, you're basically, you know, you've got, if I had to guess, 20 campsites. And each campsite had, you know, five, 10 people on them. So, you know, you're basically just stacking your shit on top of other people's shit. It's gross. You know what I think is really weird? What? We live in a suburban area, right? Yeah. And we work hard. Uh-huh. So that we can afford to have... Toilets? Electricity, <laughs> toilet, running water, a roof over our head, right? And then... Maybe once or twice a year, we decide, hey, let's go and pretend that we're homeless. <laughs> I've never, like, I, I enjoy camping, but I've never understood the thrill of it. Because you work so hard to enjoy this lovely home that we have. And then we go, ah, let's go live like we got nothing. For three days. Yeah. I can see you doing it one day for like the like the outdoor, I guess, experience, like especially in a place like that, like, you know, because the rim's beautiful. It's I'm pretty sure that's a man-made lake. Pretty sure. There's no way that thing's natural. No way. There's a couple lakes back there. there. And I would believe some of those to be natural, but the one on the rim, we're talking about Woods Canyon just east of Pace and maybe about 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, so Bear Canyon Lake is back there, and that one's dammed, and it's a that one's a beautiful lake, too. Right, and then there's Christopher... Christopher Creek. Creek. I went, it wouldn't surprise me if that one's man-made either. Bottom line is you get up there, and it's like the view. It's like, have you ever seen a bajillion Christmas trees all together at one time? It's kind of what that is looking at that. A bajillion's a lot, but... Maybe just one less than a bajillion. A cotillion? A zillion? A trillion? <laughs> billion? Million? A few thousand. Well, you know, growing up in... Well, dude, you've been the... You came from Tennessee, I mean, for Pete's sake. You well, know my dad had a like. Christmas tree farm on one of his ranches. So, northern Wisconsin, Michigan, I mean, beautiful. Yeah. Just stunning. And that's what northern Arizona looks like. No, it's very beautiful. So you you love it in the daytime. Sun's out. You can see everything. But then comes the night. Now, here's where I have a problem with camping. My biggest problem. It's all well and good when you're gathered around the campfire and you're staying warm with your, you know, your closest friends, family, whatever. That's nice. But eventually eventually you gotta go to sleep yeah so you got the uncomfortable either ground cot mat or air bed okay that's gonna sit uneven it's freezing cold you can't see a thing and there is maybe not a great chance but there's a good chance you may get mauled by a bear <laughs> <laughs> And if not mauled by a bear, you may get run over by a moose. And in the northern Arizona area, there is a, another good chance you may get at least 
approached by a tarantula. Now, I have not experienced the bear yet. I've seen the signs. We experienced plenty of moose. We experienced raccoons, other wildlife. But the one that got me was we went up there one year. We had a cabin, and there were tarantulas on the grounds. Tarantulas are really nice, actually. Tarantulas are spiders. Yeah, they won't bother you. They do bother me. No, like, they're not going to come up and just bite you. Not unless you're doing something. I paid good money for this cabin. I didn't pay good money for this cabin for them to, like, you know, invite themselves on the grounds. It was their home before it was that home. I don't like spiders, dude. Well, remember I had that spider crawling up my face? Yeah, I do remember that. When the one, that, well, it wasn't spider, it was a tarantula. You are nucking futs. Yeah, I had that thing crawling up the side of my face, and then uh, I also had it crawling up my arm. And then, at, because I did it, then Addison wanted to do it, and she let the spider crawl up her arm as well. That makes sense for her because she's like the animal whisperer. My Bailey at home, who is very timid, she doesn't trust a lot of people at first. Now, she, you can win her trust pretty easily, but she doesn't trust a lot of people at first. She's very protective of Addison. Very protective. Like when Addie gets there, like she will stand guard and protect this child. Yeah. She's an animal whisperer. So, I mean, you know, it makes sense that she'd be the same way with, you know, insects. There was a time I had a golden retriever. This was way back when I lived in Illinois. And I want to say Paige was the infant at the time. So we had this golden retriever. I think her name was Callie. And we went to this dog park. And uh, at the time, my wife and I and the kids, we're, we're going. She's pushing the stroller. And this golden retriever was guard. Guarding the baby like crazy. It was the craziest thing I had ever seen. So I think it's a natural instinct for, for dogs to guard and protect babies for some reason. Right. But it is a pretty cool thing to see. Yeah. Um, we are 13 minutes into this, so I guess I could go ahead and say we are the Two Loose Screws. This is the Two Loose Screws podcast. I am Chris, and that is Sean, and we're talking about shitting in buckets and tarantulas. Back to our point. Well, that just took a turn, huh? It did. <laughs> the, uh, you know, the thing on camping, when you go to sleep, it's cold. What if you got to go to the bathroom? You can't see anything. It's dark. You know, odds are you're going to run into either a bear or, you know, some dude who is like, you know, out in the wilderness, you know, expecting to, you know, strike his next victims because nobody's going to turn him in out there. Like you think of all these things, you think of the worst case scenario between the hours of, I would say, 11 p.m. and 4 a.m. when you're camping. The you expect the worst to happen. Were you in Cub Scouts? I don't want to answer that question. Were you in Cub Scouts? I'll answer that question. No, We're, I was okay. a Royal Ranger. So no Cub Scouts. Uh, what's after Cub Scouts? Weeblows or something? Eagles? Like that. No, that's 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 once you get past Boy Scout. So Cub Scouts, Weeblow, Weeblow. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Skim. <laughs> so bad. And then um, Boy Scouts. I, I actually got kicked out of a special group in Boy Scouts, but... <laughs> That's another story, I yeah, bet. That, that'll be another day. Um, I think a lot of that would have helped you as far as camping goes. Because like as a kid, camping was so much fun, right? And don't get me wrong, I still enjoy it today. My kids enjoy it. I enjoy it because they enjoy it. But I don't have any of those fears. And there was one time I went camping with my two boys over in uh, Strawberry. We just pitched the tent in the middle of a field. Woke up the next day to cow pies everywhere. <laughs> I don't ever remember hearing them come by our tent. Probably moose pies. It was all cow. Wow. Disgusting. No, we woke So we got a cabin in Pine. But the cabin was reserved our first night there. This was during the heart of COVID, right? We're... We're all going nuts. We're crazy. And so like we, you know, this is like, you're talking summer 2020. So everybody is still kind of unsure of how serious COVID is. Yeah. So nobody, you know, we were still taking precautions. Nobody's taking chances, but we kind of made packs with other families and groups of friends. Okay. Like our daughter can hang with your daughter, can hang with us, can hang with them or whatever. Yeah. So we had a group of... I don't know. Three, four, three. I don't know. like eight to ten girls, me and my wife. And we were going to take them camping at the Woods Canyon. They were all booked up, so we wound up renting a cabin um, up in Pine. But it was this particular night. It was booked. It wasn't going to be available till the next morning. But the owner, it was like an Airbnb type thing. The owner said, you know what? It, there's plenty of land out there just... There's plenty of places to park. Just go there, pitch a tent, stay the night there. No problem. That's what we did. Woke up the next morning. I don't know. Probably like six, eight moose. And it was like they were used to us. They didn't care. And I wasn't startled by them, so to speak. But you do realize at any given time, one of them could have taken a life, right? At any time. He's smiling, folks. So I, here in Arizona, I've never ran into a moose. Um, but there, I, I do have a story. But it's this should be the three loose screws because Griffin really wants to be on this show. He he's all over the place. <laughs> Come here, buddy. So you have a story. Well, I was in Washington, right on. The- hey, buddy. Oh my God. All right, just relax, would you? Um, I was in Washington, right on the border of Idaho. And I was working in Washington, staying in Idaho. And I was driving a Camaro. That was my rental car. It was a Camaro. And uh, I think, I don't remember if I was staying in Boise or what. But anyway, I was leaving and the guy's like, hey, don't go speeding down the road. You see a moose, you're going to clip its legs. And the whole body lands on the glass, comes inside, kills you. Okay. Well, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> because, you know, I mean, I'm used to deer, right? I mean, and 
in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, deer are pretty standard, but they're not as tall as a moose, right? Right. So <laughs> moose. Yeah, if you Huge. hit a deer, they're gonna destroy your car. Yeah. But they're gonna stay on the grill, right? Right. Where the moose, their legs are so tall, you literally clip the legs, and then it just the whole body comes right in through the windshield. Oh, they're huge. Yeah. Like then, enormous. I was probably, easy guess, 15 feet from them. Easy. That's Maybe closer. Cool. I've never seen a moose in Arizona. So I'm really surprised because I thought moose tend to be north. More north. Hmm. Am I thinking of elk? Probably. Well, there's big too. We've got ton of elk. Okay, so it's elk I'm thinking of, but okay. they're still big. Yeah, and they big. look like a moose. They're they're like giant deer. They're like deer on steroids. Yeah, they look like fucking bullwinkle. You say hi. You gonna say hi? <laughs> say hi. Griffin, you're a ham. Anyway, they're huge. Continue, sir. Well, now night and day story here. I run in the elk all the time. Well, I don't hit them, but. Um, cause I go camping up in like the white mountains and there's tons of elk up there and there's a few times they're standing in the middle of the street, but luckily I've never hit them. So, but yeah, they're huge. Yeah. Well, we wound up staying at this cabin, beautiful cabin, great view. Um, been to it a couple times by now, two or three times, I think anyway. And it's one of those places we want to go again. we that's my kind of, I don't want to say camping, that's my kind of let's get away from real life and let's just go enjoy some outdoorsiness because you get up to like pine and you have that cabin, you can do s'mores, you can do fires, grill, but you also have the, the luxury and convenience of like indoors with a kitchen and like a toilet with running water and a bed that is level to the ground. <laughs> but like in the daytime, you can go experience things like the, uh, like the natural bridge uh, hiking, things like that. But nonetheless, it was the next day after we had camped that we had, um, one of the kids that was with us <laughs> had come out and they had, uh, they'd said, spider, spider, spider. And we're like thinking, okay, we're going to go see a little wolf spider or something, right? Walk out, literally halfway between the cabin and where we were camping and there was not one not two not three not four but several tarantulas scattered everywhere <laughs> that is fantastic that is stupid i would have taken a couple of them home oh. i'm gonna show you some pictures of them oh my god like i will never ever Pitch a tent and pine again, ever, because of that. Ever. I don't see why. I have a fear of things with more than four legs. You're thinking. You, you know, it's funny you say this because I I have, I went out. Mm, can we kind of roll into the... Can we roll into the next thing? Because it kind of plays a part. <laughs> so when um, I, I, I ended up going rock hounding. Okay. 
And I went with a friend of mine and um, somebody that I've known probably about a little over eight months now. But one of the things that we never talked about is fears, right? Right. And uh, she's like, what are you afraid of? Because she's like, you know, I asked if she ever ran into a rattlesnake or anything. And she said, no, she's never because she goes rock hounding all the time. I'd be okay with that. And she never ran into a rattlesnake. Um, but I, I said, you know, when I was, when I've gone out with my kids, I'm always picking up lizards, picking up frogs, picking up snakes. And she freaked out. She went, wait, you pick up snakes? Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. You know, you pick them up at the tail and as long as, you know, you keep a good distance from them, you're okay. And with a rattlesnake, you just need something to like put close to their neck so they don't strike. If you put anything... Like around their neck, they won't strike you. Yeah. So she thought I was absolutely crazy. And I was like, no, no, it's actually, it's kind of neat, you know? Um, and then we talked about how I had a tarantula crawling up my face, crawling up my arm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got the same reaction out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, was, I mean, it was kind of cool. So she's like, what are you afraid of? And, and, I honestly don't know. So here's how messed up this is. I want to talk about your rock, rock hounding because I've never, never been. It sounds like something that me and Steph would enjoy doing. Um, rattlesnakes, any kind of snake, really. I don't have a fear of them. I respect them, but I don't fear them. Yeah. I've actually gone, I've taken our son. I think me and my wife have gone. I think my whole family has gone rattlesnake hunting. You know, when we lived in California, we would come visit you when you were living out here. Like on the way back, we would stop in like the most random places to see if we couldn't find a rattlesnake hiding under a cactus or something. Never saw one out here. Yeah. You want to know where I saw my first rattlesnake? Hmm. Dana Point, California, right there, you know, within, you know, Stone's Throw to the beach. Oh, really? Yeah. I would have never guessed. Me neither. It was a new development that, you know, some family of mine had bought and come home one day and um, there's literally carcasses of rattlesnakes all up and down the street because, you know, they drilled through those hills to make room for these houses they were building sure. and we're, these are huge snakes, but you know, right outside my uncle's casita, they had to call animal control because there was a pretty decent sized rattlesnake just chilling in the grass. Oh, that's crazy. But I've never seen a rattlesnake in Arizona that wasn't in captivity. Nonetheless, snakes don't bother me. Spiders and scorpions terrify me. I've had nightmares about these things. And really? that is that that's a shoot. I've had nightmares about them. I've had some fun scorpion hunting. That I'll is go fun. scorpion hunting, but I ain't gotta touch it. Yeah. Unless I got those spark plug needle nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But well, I do. I, I took Brianna scorpion hunting a couple of years ago. We went, Remember that one place? You were looking at a house not too far from here. Yeah. Gilbert Queen Creek. And we saw all those scorpions. Oh, yeah. I took Brianna there. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. But um, I, I like to scorpion hunt. I don't like to handle them. Spiders. I don't even want to be in the same vicinity of them. But I say, like a tarantula, I could not, you know, like I didn't, I was surrounded. I was the only dude on this trip, right? 
surrounded by females. I'm not going to act like a big sissy because they're expecting me like, hey, if something's creepy crawling in the night, you're going to take care of it. And I would have. But that doesn't mean I have to like it. I could not get away from this tarantula <laughs> fast enough. That's funny. Rock hounding. What is rock hounding? So rock hounding, I mean, it's uh, not something I've ever done before, but it was kind of cool. Okay. Um, basically, we went we went down a trail and um, took a backpack, some buckets, uh, some picks, just went and looked for something that looks cool, right? So I don't know what the hell I'm looking for. And it's really difficult for me to find something. Oh, this is cool, right? So my friend's like picking up all these different rocks and throwing them in a bucket. And half of them I'm looking at and going, that just looks like a plain old rock to me. Hey, right. But like she's sitting there naming what they are, like like in freaking Latin almost, right? And I just felt like an idiot. And, it, and it's a rock. <laughs> I know, like it's a freaking rock. But it was that really, there is a stone, and that there is a pebble, exactly. And that there is dirt that is kind of crustaceaned over. So, so at one point, she's like, you know, I've never dug into the side of a um, like a area, like dirt area or whatever, and she wanted to actually start digging through and and pulling out these rocks. And um, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, well, I want to see what what you're putting in the bucket. So I'm holding this bucket, right? And it's a <laughs> fireball bucket. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about the fireball bucket that holds the little shooters that yep. you like buy it at the airport? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. So I'm, I'm holding I'm, hold, <laughs> I'm holding this fireball bucket. Somebody likes headaches. And she's throwing in these rocks and pebbles that I'm looking at and I'm like this, this, this is nothing. Like I'm expecting we're going to go find crystals and we're going to find green shit growing on it. Or <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm looking for the extravagant, right? Right. And half the shit she's throwing in there just look. You're oh. thinking space is the final frontier and she's like grabbing shit that I can find in my rock garden. Kind of. That goes down to my dumpster pad. <laughs> in my opinion, yes, that's what it looked like. But to her, no. She was actually getting minerals and stuff like that. that and she, was, she could name them. Yeah, that was a crazy part. It's kind of cool, though. So one of the neatest things was um, there was a pretty decent-sized boulder. And uh, she flips this thing over, and it had a huge hole in it. And inside that hole was crystals. It was really kind of neat. Almost looked like a geode, per kind of, except it wasn't purple or anything. It was all just clear. So... She she takes her little, uh, she has like a pick with a hammer. Yeah. It's got like a hammer on one side and a pick on the other, right? Oh, so she takes this seriously. Oh, no, this is beyond serious. So then uh, she pulls out this little chisel, right? And she just tink, tink, <laughs> tink, tink. And she's like, oh, this rock's hard. <laughs> Skim. And, I, and I, I'm just like, uh, I think you need to hit a little bit harder than that. Skim. I would just stop it. So anyway, um, she's like, you want to give it a try? And I'm like, well, yeah, I didn't have safety glasses. She's like, here, put these safety glasses on. I'm like, all right. So I put them on. She really is serious. Oh, no. We were wearing gloves. We had picks. 
We had uh, a UV light, uh, magnifying glass, uh, spray bottles to like spray it down for the mud and everything. She had uh, uh, brushes so you could brush off the dirt or sand or whatever. Like, I'm not kidding. This, this, this woman was prepared. Okay. And I was like, I felt like... Rocks. I, yeah, for rocks. Okay. I felt like I went out with a female Bear Grylls. Like, it wouldn't have surprised me if she would have caught a snake and pissed in it and said, okay, now we can filter out the urine through the snake body and drink it. You're going that route. I'm thinking Steve Irwin. Look at that there. It's a beauty. I did it. I did that while we were out there. I was cracking. I'm like, look at, she's a beauty. Look at that. Blimey. She's gorgeous, right? This here's an African mamba, the deadliest snake in the world. And I'm sticking them down my pants right now. Oh, no. I was saying it to rocks. I'd pick up a rock. Oh, she's gorgeous. Beautiful. What the hell? Anyway, it, we spent a lot of time out there. And, and it's been quite rainy here in Arizona. So... Yeah, it has. Um, the wash that we were supposed to go to was uh, Whitewater Rapids. If we had an inner tube, it would have been a fun ride. Really? No joke. Crazy. And the whole time... Was it dammed off? And like No, the- we were there probably... I'm going to guess we were there probably three and a half, four hours. Okay. And in the three and a half, four hours that we were there, the water just kept going. Right. But I mean, is it controlled or is it natural? No, natural. Wow. Just running down the mountain through this wash. Right. But what was interesting is the whole time that we were there, it had dropped probably about a foot. Because what she was telling me, because we walked up to the edge of it, she's like, this is probably two and a half, three feet deep. And I was like, no way. No way. Exactly. No way. But sure as shit, man, about a foot of it dropped off for the whole time that we were in that area. And I was like, damn, you got to be careful in that. Yeah, she's right. No, it was it was kind of scary, man. I only say scary because, you know, I've heard of people that tried to cross it and then they fall and they get hurt or or they try to drive their car across it and it just takes their car. No shit. You're friends with me. You're friends with Michael, my brother. Yeah. Go back a couple years. There was uh, this this girl that lives in his town tried, just tried to cr- cross a bridge. And we're not talking about two, three feet. We're talking about a few inches of water. Carried her off in the creek. She went several miles. I mean, like, sh- she, she died. Really? Yeah. Sad, sad story. Wow. Sad story. But, like, a few inches of water. But, like, it had risen up, and it's like, it, you can't... Like, here's one thing. Like, you... You're Conor McGregor, you're Brock Lesnar, you're any of these guys, you can train to whoop ass. I don't care how tough you are, you ain't going to beat nature. No, because when you're talking currents, man, that's a whole nother ball of wax. few inches will kill you. I had a, a friend of mine die in Cancun because of the current. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So, anyway, not something to mess with. But, yeah, the, the rock hounding was kind of interesting. Um, I ended up pounding the crap out of that one rock and I ended up getting this piece out and my girls they're all about rocks and stuff like that like we go to um Huntington Beach mm-hmm. and they're always seashell hunting but then anytime we're walking 
somewhere, they find a rock, they take it, right? Right. So... You ought to take them to Dana Point Harbor right there at the tide pools. That's another story. Well, I'm just saying like this, this whole like rock hounding thing. Um, I think my kids will dig it. So uh-huh. I'm probably going to end up taking them with my friend and, and her kid one time. We're probably going to all go rock hounding. I was talking to Dan about it and he even was like, man, that sounds really fun. And I don't know what it is because as kids, I don't know about you, but I used to pick up rocks all the time. Be like, oh, this one's cool. This one's cool. But then, I don't know, something happens when you start adulting that you just lose that fascination. And so it kind of brought me back to being a kid again. And I really, I really enjoyed it. Like crazy enjoyed it. Yeah. When I was a kid, like we grew up on a house that was parallel to a big open field. And my grandparents, they had, you know, a few acres, you know, it was a farm and they had a lot of field too. Me, my brothers, my cousins, we like to dig holes for no apparent reason. We're not burying anything. It's just like shovel, ground, hole. (laughs) We're going to dig us a hole. You know, that was our thing. One time me and one of my cousins, we dug a pretty decent sized hole and then we were afraid we were going to, you know, penetrate the depths of hell. So we ran our asses back, you know, into like the grassy area. My grandpa stuck his head out the window. I was like, you boys go get that shovels now, you hear? And I was like, fuck, we got to go back out there, man. The devil's going to get us. <laughs> that's but I, I know as you're talking about, there's an innocence to it. And I think that's like the most fun in the world is when you're doing things that are just completely innocent like that. Yeah. You know, it, you're talking about rocks, but, you know, to me, it sounds really cool. It's something I think I would love to... I know Steph would dig it. I'm not as big of an outdoorsy person as she is, but I do enjoy some of the stuff, and this is one of the things I think I would enjoy. Like The things that I don't enjoy, I love going to the beach, but I like staying on this side of the surf line. So I'll go in there, get my knees waist deep. I don't want to go on the other side of the surf line. You know, I'll go camping, and I'll have fun, but when it's bedtime, I'm not having fun I'm cold, I'm uncomfortable, and Yogi's going to get me. <laughs> okay? <laughs> but at the same time, I'm also, I've also got that protective male instinct. I'll be damned if something's going to get one of my ladies. You know, because like we'll go out there, you know, it'll be, you know, I think I was the only dude that went out there another time. You weren't there. It was me, Steph, Nicole, one or two of her friends, and then like another one of Steph's girlfriends. And, you know, like, I'm the man, you know, we're, sure. ra- we're raised to protect and we have that instinct to protect. So it's like, you know, I don't want to die, but I don't want them to die either. So I guess if somebody's going to die, it might as well be me. I'll, I'll get between them and Yogi. I'm not saying I like it, but nonetheless, fast forward, rewind, whatever you want to say back to the, um, the rock thing. That sounds like something I would enjoy because you can drive there, do it. Get in your car, come home. Oh yeah, I dig that. Yeah, <laughs> that's was, my jam. It was a lot of fun. It was not. It wasn't anything that I expected. I mean, I, I had no expectations at all. Would you do it again? Without Absolutely. The friend. You know, it, it's actually funny that you say that. So because because we ended up going and doing that, I gained such a fascination with it. I purchased a book on rock hounding here in Arizona and where to go. 
and what minerals. Of course you did, because you can't do nothing without doing it to the best of your ability. That's you. And I bought a, a kit, which is going to come sometime tomorrow between 4 a.m. and 8 a.m. So that I can go start rock hounding, which I plan on doing Thursday. Define the kit. Um, Are you talking about like one of those things you get in like an airport gift shop that you bring home to your kid and they like crack it? And no, try to it find act, it's got everything. It's got the brushes. It's got the safety glasses, which I'm I'm throwing those safety glasses out. They're like they're like those nerdy safety glasses from like high school when you're trying yeah. to diagnose the frog guts. Yeah, it's like or the owl shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> or I'm sorry, the scat. Yeah, I I don't. I don't want those. So I wear regular glasses. Those will toss. I, I mean, I have other safety glasses that I can use. But anyway, um, it's got brushes. It's got that. It's got the pick, you know, where the one side's the hammer. The other side's like that goes to a pick. It's got chisels, um, a whole bunch of stuff. It comes in a bag. And uh, I just, fantastic. And then I already have a backpack. I used, oh, that was a funny story. So <laughs> I know this story. <laughs> so she had, um, she, I she, wore that backpack one time. Do you remember? No. It was pretty heavy when I wore it. Was it filled with copper at some point in time? Yes. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. All right. I, I kind of, I vaguely remember. Scavenger. I, um, I, I, Use this backpack to move copper at one point in time. And um, when we were out, she was like, oh, I really like this one. And it was kind of a big rock, you know. And I was like, oh, we'll just throw it in my backpack. So I threw it in there. And. Uh, Got you. Excuse me. Yeah, you did get me. Um, I was like, all right, I'm good. But then later on, she ended up finding another one about the same size. And these are both pretty big rocks, right? I right. mean, they, they literally filled my backpack. Like cobblestones. They're, well, I don't know how to explain them. They were about yay big. It's right? a big-ass rock. Yeah, they're pretty big. So I threw the one in, and then later on I threw the second one in. She's like, you want me to take one? Well, she's got back problems. So I'm like, no. I'm like, don't worry about it. I got it, right? So... I fill up my backpack, right? And then I'm carrying like a empty, not empty, but a paint can full of rocks and then fireball bucket <laughs> full of rocks, right? I want to know the story behind the fireball because that's like the Jägermeister of like the new era, which was once upon a time the Goldschlager of the old era. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Ugh. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> but... I'm carrying all that because, you know, I mean, I'm trying to be a gentleman on top of it. I'm not going to have a lady walking around carrying heavy stuff, especially when she's got a back problem and she's right. got a backpack on. So whatever. Um, I ended up muscling my way through it. But what was really weird is we had to cross a wash um, to get back to our vehicle. Now, when we first got there, that wash was dry. Right. When we came back. It wasn't a raging rapid, but it was, it was wet. It was pretty wet. And you had to hop, skip and jump on some big rocks to get through it mm. without getting your feet wet. So I did it and she just watched me and she's like, uh, how am I going to get across? You better get your ass over here and piggyback ride me. I was going to say, what would you do in that situation? If piggyback that, ride. You do piggyback ride. So that didn't happen. Um, 
I went back and she was halfway in the creek, <laughs> but she was stuck. So I had to go and give her a hand and, you know, get her out. Right. But it was, it was Steph's the same damn way though. Like I'd go back there, like hop on my back and she'd be like, no, I ain't doing it. And so she's the type that would grab an arm. Okay. Now she grabbed my hand. But yeah, like piggyback, that's, that's the natural thing because we can handle it. Yeah. I would have done it. We can balance in, you know, some minor moving water, you know, with like, you know, an adult human on our back. Anyway. Yeah. Sounds like fun. The rock hounding was a lot of fun. And like I said, it totally captured my interest. So I got a book. Tomorrow I get my tools. And then uh, my kids have a half a day tomorrow, so I can't do it tomorrow. But I'm planning on going up uh, Thursday. Same place? No. No, I think I'm going to go to uh, Apache Mountain and I'm going to go mess around over there for a little bit. Drop my kids off at 830. Yeah, superstition. That's it. So go and um, drop my kids off at 830 in the morning and then I got until three o'clock to mess around. So cool. Yeah, I'm going to go to it's just it's it was fun, you know, and I know whatever I I collect, I can give to my friend. Because she's got a whole setup in the garage with like a wet saw and Dremel and all this stuff. Like she's really into this. Well, it's kind of our motto this, you know, recent years, especially post-COVID. You find something that doesn't make you miserable, just go with it. Absolutely. And I think it's great because you don't have to pay for anything. You know, that's I the mean, best kind of fun. <laughs> that's it. Once you Once you get your materials that you need, right? Then you just go out there and have a blast. No, I use Southern California as this example right here. I love, 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 love Disneyland. Me and, you know, my oldest daughter, Brianna, it's kind of like our thing. We love to do Disneyland together, too. Um, I've been to, to Disneyland, just me and her. I've been to Disneyland, you know, with you know, our whole family, et cetera, et cetera. But there's something to be said about just going to like a Doheny Beach or a Salt Creek Beach or, you know, Strands Beach. Cost you nothing. I mean, you got to pay a couple bucks to park. Cost you nothing. You sit there and you just enjoy whatever it is you want to do, whether you want to build a sandcastle, throw a football, boogie board, whatever. But like it's people watch. Yeah. Free fun. There is a lot to be said about free fun. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Yeah. But, uh, I don't, I'm gonna. No, I'm sure I'll talk to you afterwards. I'm kind of curious to see what you find. Um, I was gonna open with this, and then we just kind of did what we do, and we went off on a tangent. I heard a story, and it's it's not breaking news. It's not anything that happened recently. But get this, man. There's this dude in Australia. He won the lotto. Twice. Really? In two weeks. First jackpot that he... It was 12 days between jackpots. First one... Did he have a skunk look on his head? Are you going the Rain Man route? No. Do you remember in Uncle Buck? Yeah. 
that, I didn't know where you're going with that. I was like, dude, you just offended so many people with that bullshit. And now I feel like an asshole <laughs> because that was the first place I went. Uh, I was like, are you making fun of Spectrum? No, you're not. You're <laughs> quoting a movie. Fuck. <laughs> well, remember that guy, like he would know when the barometric pressure would change. And yeah. if he started running, <laughs> you got to get indoors. Because that dude had been struck by lightning like 99 times or something. Yes. <laughs> I tell you what, though, man. <laughs> so I, 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 I only mention him because, because they say you got a better chance of getting struck by lightning than winning the lotto, right? And it's you funny just, you said that because I want to go find this bastard. I want to go stand next to him in a thunderstorm <laughs> <laughs> just to see if I can get struck. Seriously. This guy won 18 grand US. He's Australian, so he's like, you know, Australian currency, 26 grand. You know, U.S., 18 grand. That's a lot of money. Oh, oh, so it's not like millions of dollars. No, I'm getting there. Um, like 12 days later, he won, I want to say it was like 250 U.S. He's got a horseshoe up his ass. Yeah, so, you know, he's just shy of 300 grand within 12 days. And it made me think, it's like, man, how come, like, I've won, like, I get excited if I went 20 bucks on a scratch off. Yeah. What's is it, what's the most you've ever won? Um, combined because we do those scratch offs every year. I mean, and this is combined. No, no, no. Me, staff, I'm not combined. I'm just saying one like, ticket? yeah. What's the highest amount you've ever won? 20 bucks. Okay. Steph's won. I think, I think Steph won 50 something on one. Yeah. I don't know anybody that's won big off of one scratch off. Now me and her combined, I remember one time we got like 97 bucks. So uh, there was one time I won 200 bucks. I remember I was ecstatic about it, right? Right. So then... You flipped <laughs> it into more lotto tickets. No, no, no. So actually, I ended up pulling a prank on my wife at the time. Oh, man. I got her lotto tickets. And then I got I went to the magic shop and got her a $10,000 one. And when you scratch it off, you win, right? Dick move. <laughs> I know. It, it actually was. Um, I thought it was funny, right? Because I'm all about pranks and having a good time. And, man, she flipped her lid. She was, well, 10 grand, right? And, <laughs> and I remember just laughing. And then uh, she caught on. And it wasn't, it wasn't very good. What happened after that? She wasn't very pleased with me. But... <laughs> I thought it was funny, but whatever. But actually... Well, we're several weeks into this podcast at this point. I think it's safe to say, I know this woman. I'm related to this woman. Yeah. We, we all get along. We're all friends. Like, y'all... Oh, yeah, no, she, she laughs about it today. Yeah. Today we can laugh about it, but at the time... I can uh, see how it, it she was, would react. It, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> a laughable thing at the time. But, you know... You know me. I like messing with people and, well, it just didn't go over very, very well. But funny thing is, I think it was a couple of years later, she ended up winning two grand off of a, a scratchy. Really? Yeah. It was one of those, you know, the parents gave it to her for um, Christmas and I believe it was like $2,000 she won. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, the most. Every Christmas, every Easter, we get a bag of scratch-offs from whatever respective state. Yeah. You know. At this point, you know, we're, we're, we're down an in-law, so, you know, right now we're, we're getting them from the sunny state of Florida. But, you know, we've gotten them from freaking Illinois, Wisconsin, California, Arizona. 
I've yeah. never won anything big like that. But, you know, reading the story, it's like, okay, this freaking guy, you know, he scores 300 grand, which, you know, that's, that's a couple years worth of labor for, for an average American, right? Sure. And it made me look at the Powerball because that's one thing. I don't do it unless I'll get every now and again, I'll get a text from Mrs. Andrews and she's gonna be like, I forgot this. Can you go to the gas station to get that? Because I never remember what numbers she wants. And so I just go up to the clerk and be like, yo, and I just get, I literally hand them my phone. I say, can you do that? And they know exactly what they're, what, what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. I have no clue about Powerball, Mega Millions, any of that. But I'm reading this story about this guy, and it's like, I wonder what the Powerball's up to. So I Google it, and it's like over 400 mil. Oh, geez. Yeah, so it got me thinking. It's like, let's just round down to 400 mil. And let's just say, you know, you're going to lose half of that in taxes. So let's say you had 200 million. Okay. What I want to talk about What are you going to do with it? And I'm talking about like, what are some of your responsible purchases? What are some of your irresponsible purchases? You know, whatever, what have you. So I'm, I'm not the type, I'm not going to go out there and I'm not going to post, like nobody is going to know outside of my inner circle that I won the lotto. But there will be signs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what is, let, let, let's just go boring first. What are some of the more responsible things you're going to do with that money? So, you know my history. I am... I'm into real estate. Yeah. Um, I can work on houses, that kind of stuff. So, for me, I would invest in real estate. I'd own a few homes. And when I say a few, I'd probably take a good 5, 10 mil... And buy a bunch of homes and then rent them out um, just so that I have that in my portfolio. Right. Um, probably eventually get to a point where I could buy an apartment building and, you know, that would be what I'd live off of. Okay. Is the income from those. So, you know how, like, when you're going to a grocery store like a Walmart or a Target, you get the impulse buy aisle, you know, right before you get to the cash register, they put all that random crap there. Yeah. As seen on TV or just random stuff that you look at, like, that's stupid, but, oh, that's kind of cool. What's going to be your biggest impulse buy? Ford Shelby Cobra. Why did I know that? Now, yeah. what's going to be your dumbest buy? Or Shelby Cobra. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Um, actually, um, if I if I had a dumb buy, it'd probably be like a Lamborghini, because the reality is is it's not a daily driver. You know, um, it's not a practical car by any means, but it's one of those where it's like, to me, Lamborghini's always kind of been the pinnacle for me. You know, right? If if I get a Lamborghini, that means I I made it. Not not to say I made it, but. I became so filthy freaking rich that I can afford to have a car that is just stupid money. I could tell you with the utmost certainty, and I would have the full support of my other half on this. First thing that we're going to do is we're probably going to get a home either in Nigel Shores or Strands. 
You're familiar with both of those places. I'd go Strands. That's where I would want to go. Yeah. I could see her wanting to go Nigel Shores, and I'd be happy either way. So right. it really depends on what house she can find. I think the at the end of the day, Strands is a lot of house. Nigel Shores is a little more. You get the same effect from Nigel Shores. You just have to, you know, you drive to the end of the community, you walk down some stairs, you're on the beach. But either way, we're we're getting a house, South Orange County, on the freaking coast. That is a given. Yeah. This is what else. I think I would take some money, and I know for certain, first person I'd go buy a house for would be my mom. Yeah. I know that she would take some money, and she'd buy her sisters a house. I would pay off my brother Michael's house, and I'd probably, because he's a, he's a simple dude, I'd probably furnish it for him or remodel it or whatever. He'd, he'd be totally fine where he's at. Totally fine. My brother Jason, he's a simple guy too. I'd probably buy him some random house. So everybody has a home. My dad's well off. He's good. His house is paid for. He don't need nothing. If anything, I'd buy him a plane ticket to come see me. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. So you you ask me questions, but you're you're going on a totally different tangent. Yeah. What's your what's your most irresponsible first buy? My irresponsible first buy? Yeah. Irresponsible. I'd probably try to get as close to Mary Hart as I could behind home plate at Dodger Stadium season long. Okay, and what about your responsible? Is that buying everybody homes? Buying responsible buy? Yeah, be buying the homes, yeah. Yeah, Buying homes for the family? The dumbest buy? (laughs) Who? I'd have to think about that one for a minute. My dumbest buy. I tell you what. Don't tell me it's a 1972 yellow Ford Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'd probably go 81 Scottsdale. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I had an 81 Scottsdale. Was that your first car? Yeah, it was my very first car. Nah, I would not buy my first car again. I mean, I like. Don't get me wrong. I like my first car. But I'd buy it again, but this time I'd make the fucker work. <laughs> um, no, my dumbest buy. Honestly, this would be my dumbest buy. Don't tease me. So I would have like my own little man cave, right? Okay. This is like all combined. I would deck out this man cave. Let me tell you the things that I'd have in this man cave. First thing off the top. It would definitely have probably a three or four poor keg. Okay. So I'd have three or four different, you know, brews on tap at all sure. time. One of those taps would not be, it would probably be for like, you know, a handcrafted soda, more likely like a root beer. Okay. Cause you know, everybody's welcome. I'd, you know, I'd have probably two or three different TVs in there, but here's where the dumbness comes. My collectibles that I would have in there. Of course I would. Everything Dodgers. I would go 81, 88, and 20 because those are the three championships they won in my lifetime. But I would also go back. There's, um, I think it's LBS is the, is the company that did it. They'd had those original WWF wrestling figures. They were kind of rubber looking. Oh, I remember those. I would get as many of those in mint condition as I could. I'd probably have those scattered around. And I would also, I would get a lot of the toys of my childhood 
mint condition. Like I'd go get like an Optimus Prime and a Megatron, a Soundwave Transformers. I'd get the Ninja Turtles. I'd get the little Willow metal figurines, probably some G.I. Joes. I could live without the G.I. Joes. I was more of a Ninja Turtle Transformer He-Man guy. Oh, yeah, He-Man stuff. So all the toys of my childhood, and I would decorate this freaking man cave in it. Yeah, there'd be a shit ton of Dodger stuff in there. Oh, wow. Um, I would have a couple, you know, classic pinball machines, some arcade games. I'd have a pool table in there, not for me, but for the people that would come hang out with me because I think I dig pool, but I have a better memory of playing pool. My best memories of playing pool were with my brother, Michael, and my cousin, John. You met John. You're getting to know Michael. Oh, yeah, right. Um, they they lived together, and you know they had a pool table. Those are probably some of my best pool table memories, but like pool's not I one of those things. I had some good pool table memories with you in uh, Nashville. Yeah, yeah, Bailey's. <laughs> Bailey's, I, I've, I've taken Michael to Bailey's. Okay. That was a good time. Yeah, that was a great time. So yeah, like pool table's one of those things where people are over there play, but like if I'm in this place by myself, I want those theater style recliners. Sure. So like I would probably just deck out my man cave to be stupid. My wife, knowing her, she would probably like deck out like her little, I'd call it a retreat. It would probably have like a waterfall or water fountain of some kind. Yeah. You know. Things like that probably be like a hot tub, indoor pool type thing. Like hers is going to be all about like, you know, almost like a spa, health, fitness type thing. But, but yeah, like mine's going to be totally like I'm bringing back the 1980s and early 90s guy. So I didn't talk about what kind of home I would end up doing for myself. Um, I'd probably end up buying a farm, to be honest. I could totally, excuse me, I could totally see that. I'd probably buy a farm and then uh, build a barn dominium on it where I would be able to store my cars and have a couple lifts and stuff like that. Can I ask you a question? Sure. So I'm not, I'm going to be on the coast. I'm not going to be able to have any farmyard type animals. Yeah. I always wanted an ostrich and I always wanted a male and I wanted to name him Ralph. Can I keep him at your place? (laughs) (laughs) Ralph. Ralph. Of, of all the names, Ralph. You know how, like, a lot of kids, they grow up Silver Spoon, they get, like, the pony? This is, I, I wish this wasn't true. I was I was a spoiled kid. But, I mean, I wasn't a bad kid. I was a good kid, but, like, I was spoiled. And I think it was, like, my 15th, 16th, 17th birthday, whatever it is. Like, I'd all, you know, since I lived with my, my dad during that, that run, you know, and he got, you know, he had a ranch... You know, in um, he had a ranch in Kentucky, in which he sold, and he eventually moved to what is now like a it's like a farm. You know, about an hour away. Yeah, I think he was still at the ranch when he was considering this. I wanted an ostrich, and they actually went and tried to look and find one, but everybody in the world talked him out of it. It's like, no, you don't want to get him an ostrich. You want to get him an emu. It's like I don't want a fucking emu. I want an ostrich, and his name is Ralph. <laughs> Should go to the ostrich festival. And, I wound uh, up getting a, bo- a, a basset hound. <laughs> uh, probably a better choice. Anyway, can I, I keep Ralph at your house? Oh sure. Thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, anyway, so, continue. You're, we're talking about your farm. Well, that's okay. Yeah, I'd end up getting a farm, and um, I'm building a barn dominium on there for my for my cars. But 
that's really about it. I mean, I'm a simple person. I'm, I, I don't need too many things. Um, I, I would end up collecting a lot of vehicles, uh, not to the extent like Jay Leno is, but I would definitely have quite a few cars that, cause that's, I like history, history with vehicles. I mean, you see what's in my garage, right? I would just keep going with stuff like that. Yeah. We would be pretty boring with ours with the exception. So Steph would probably have two. She would have like a Jeep Wrangler. Or a Rubicon of some sort. Yeah. White. And then she would have probably a Range Rover. Like a luxury SUV. Yeah. I'd be straight up truck. Probably like a Sierra Denali. But I would also like to have like, you know, like a Yukon or a Suburban something, you know, some kind of big SUV like that. Just I'd want a couch on wheels. Yeah. In case we wanted to take like a long road trip or something. Sure. And it had plenty of room for luggage. And, you know, if it was... You know, I'm forecasting down the road. Let's just say, you know, you know, Nicole, Brianna, Jonathan, one of them are remarried or whatever. And they have kids. So you got to be able to fit some of these people in there, right? Yeah, and you got to be able to drive all the way out to my farm to visit your freaking ostrich. Ralph. He has a name. His name is Ralph. Ralph. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was fun to kind of fantasy forecast a little bit. Some water, um, or water, lotto um, fantasies, but... Um, we were having a conversation earlier and it was very brief, kind of like in and out. And it was like, okay, that's going on the podcast. Did I hear you correctly? Do you get your parents fucked up? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so we never celebrated Christmas because either my kids were sick or, or my mom was sick or my grandma was sick. So we never had an opportunity to spend Christmas together. So we, we had Christmas here this past weekend and it was fine. Everything was good um, here. No, over, there. I, I ended up going over to okay. their house. Um, cause my grandma lives right over there and so does my aunt. So it wasn't a far drive for them. Um, so they all went to my mom's and then we just, I brought my, my five girls there and we just had some pizza and opened some gifts and had a good time. Well, everything's good. Ended up leaving there, and I get a phone call from my mom the next day, and she's like, I forgot to give you the applesauce. Now, we make our own applesauce. Yes, I know. I've had it. Yeah, it's just you can't buy applesauce that tastes the way homemade applesauce is. So she's like, can I come by? And I'm like, well, of course. So she comes by, and... We start talking and I'm like, oh, you need to try this white tea, right? So I make white tea. the white tea shot. Okay. Right. This is what we're currently enjoying. Yeah. yeah. So I make that for Except her. Except it's on a shot. We're drinking in a glass. Which yeah. Is nice. I made that for her and my dad and they were like, oh my God, that's really good. So then of course tell her, you know, swap out the gray goose for Jameson and it's a green tea. And they're like, oh, I don't like. Irish whiskey. I'm like, I, I don't really like it either, but you don't taste it. It's really good. So it really tastes like tea. I cannot emphasize that enough. Oh, it's, it's crazy good. Now to be clear, like right now we started this podcast one hour, six minutes ago. We're still sipping on the same exact glass we started this with. And mine is more than half full and yours is a little less than half full. Well, 
It's delicious to say the least. I'm guessing you're not being that simple with your parents. No, I had them do shots. So, <laughs> you know, I brought out the shot glasses and I let them do shots. And then uh, they fell in love. They were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Give me the recipe. Because it goes down way too easy. Oh yeah, and it tastes so good. So, um, and it, it was funny. My mom was trying to guess the ingredients and she couldn't do it. I couldn't do it either. No, I wouldn't have been able to either. I would have never thought in a million years. Do we want to give the recipe away or do we want to wait? I say we wait. Fair if, enough. If if they want it, they can message us and then we can go from there. Fair enough. Um, but it's really, really good. Um, I ended up also doing a uh, chocolate-covered pretzel shot for them. Did do I do that with you? I think I did. Yeah, you did. Because remember, we licked our hand and put the salt on our hand. Yeah, that was, that was good. Okay, so yeah, I ended up doing that with them, but except I actually salted the rim of the shot glass. Okay. And uh, they did the salted pretzel, which that one's easy. That's Disarono and uh, Frangelico. Tasty. Oh, it's so good. So they like that one too. Something my grandmother, she was still alive, would love. Um, I ended up making a root beer float. Um, um. A&W root beer and rum chata. Rum chata. Rum chata. What have we got Michael doing right now? What's the name of that stuff? I don't know. The bottle, the cream. Oh, you're talking about the uh, bourbon cream? Bourbon cream. Yeah, yeah. That was... Um, Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Do you have any of that? No, because we drank it all last time. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I, didn't, I didn't go get another bottle, which I, I, I wanted to, but I didn't. Okay, so rum chata and root beer. So rum chata and root beer. That's root beer float. And that, that was really good. Um, my dad didn't like it so much, but my mom was like, that's amazing. And they're not big rum chata fans. Um, then I was like, well, you got to try my chocolate cake martini. And you that, didn't. And that set them over the top, both of them. The bottled one or the infused one? No, the one that the one that I, the one that I make with uh, Pinnacle Whip and yeah. the it's like Dorda or something like that. Um, yeah, they flipped out because it was so good. And then we ended up. Those have, are dangerous. Well, that one was yeah, that was really good because that yeah. You were at their house, right? No, that was here. They came here. Did they spend the night? No. Shit. <laughs> so, well, my, my dad ended up kind of stopping. He's like, I got to drive. You know, okay. I can't. Um, so he would just like take a little sip. Okay. Just to try He's it. sampling. And then my mom's like, down and everything. <laughs> and I was like, that's where I get it from. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, man, the apple didn't fall oh, no. very far she, from that tree. <laughs> holy cow. That, that woman can down some alcohol. <laughs> I was I was really impressed. Um, after that, I was like, "Oh, you got to try this uh, Fruit Loops Martini." So, I make the Fruit Loops Martini, but I don't have Fruit Loops. So instead, I put Fruity Pebbles on the top. That's did so freaking. Did cool. you try it? No, you didn't. Oh, I'll make it for you. It's so good. It's so good. I love. That's my favorite cereal. You know that Fruity Pebbles? Is it really favorite? Okay, so. There's something about it because like this martini, it's it's actually blue, right? You actually do put milk in there because it's blue. What's it got? Curacao in it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 
and uh, when you it's it's a pretty thick martini, but when you're done and you put the fruity pebbles, I think the fruity pebbles is actually better than if I had Fruit Loops because as you take each sip, you get fruity pebbles in your mouth, and as you're drinking, you're crunching the fruity pebbles, and it just adds to that flavor and makes it even it it. I think it elevates it more than if it were fruit. Well, they're fruity pebbles. Yeah, I it's mean, it's delicious. Hell, the, that cereal's been around since the days of Fred Flintstone. Yeah, uh, it's pretty old. I know they haven't it, changed the recipe ever. It's good, man. So Love anyway, pebbles. I I didn't. I thought I, I thought you had it. I did a, I did something similar to it, but no, I never did the fruity pebble thing. Oh, ever. okay. All right, but like I. I think he called it like a Fruit Loop shot or something like that. It wasn't a martini. Something, it, it was good, whatever it was, but it wasn't nothing that, you know, wasn't nothing huh. I would have, you know, rode home about. Okay. But I mean, we try a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, that and was I it. have my favorites and I have my, those are good. And then as far as like not so great, the um, Crown Peach and Iced Tea, not so great. Oh, yeah. That one one. Yeah, I even great. tried the crown peach and rum chata, like a peaches and cream kind of thing, and it didn't. No. That didn't pan out well I'm just either. not a peaches guy. I like peach cobbler, like yeah. homemade peach cobbler, but I got to be honest with you, I don't eat a lot of the peaches. I like the um, like the dumpling with like the juice and sure. the, with the ice cream. Yep. I pick, I'll eat some of the peaches. I pick a little, peaches is just not my favorite, but I'll leave it right there because I think there is some peach flavoring in this here drink that we're enjoying but it doesn't taste like peach no it doesn't anyway so your mom got hammered she was feeling pretty damn good let's put it that way nice um it it was it was pretty funny but we had a good time and she was shocked by all the drinks that i was i was coming up with and i'm just like right off the top of my head i'm like ah you need to try this and right, hear me out next week my uh my dad and my stepmom are coming to town. Okay. My dad, he'll drink like a pina colada. But occasionally a Bud Light, not a big drinker. Okay. It, pina colada? So he's a, he likes uh, coconut, huh? Yeah. If my stepmom is around and I feel like, uh, you know, doing some uh, some bourbon or whiskey type drinks... She'll keep up with me, and in some cases, probably put me under the table. Really? You're coming to the house next week with your bag of tricks. <laughs> Agreed? I'm going to play bartender? Agreed. <laughs> you didn't say it, but I said it for you. All right. Um, shoot. Hold on. I, I have one other drink that I'm interested in. I have not tried this. Um, a friend of mine sent it to me. Um they were over at their parents' house, and I guess, dang it, I can't find it now. Of course. Um, I've never heard of this before, but as soon as, here it is, as soon as she saw it, she's like, oh my God, I thought of you. Okay. And I have never in a million years. What? Go ahead. What is that? Oh, El Padrino. Yeah, it's a tequila cream. I'd never heard of a tequila cream. Yeah, so El Padrino, that's like uh, like the godfather. It's okay. like Hispanic talk. So, you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? 
I watched it a while ago. I don't remember a lot of it. Okay, well, like, El, you know, yeah, like a bunch Marcus, of guys on bikes. That's yeah, all. Yeah, Marcus remember. was the president of that club. He was El Presidente. Okay. And then eventually, like, and it might have been on like a later series of Mayans, I think, where he's kind of like the he's the leader of like all of the the different charters. So he's El Padrino, you know. He's like grandfather, godfather, things like that. But anyway, yeah, I've heard of it, never had it. Chocolate tequila cream? Yeah. I don't know. That sounds a little weird. I don't even think you can find that stuff at like the Total Wine. I think you gotta go to like a BevMo or like a, a Big Al's or something, like a higher end type place. I definitely like to try it. It's not cheap. Definitely not cheap. Tequila is probably one of the more... Outside of cognac, tequila could be one of the more expensive uh, spirits out there. When we did uh, this company that I was working for, you know, several years ago, they uh, they were acquired by Amazon, and you know, obviously, when you're acquired by a big company like that, you know, it's a celebration because you know, usually everybody gets paid, right? Yeah. Whether it be in like RSUs or stocks or cash options, whatever. So we went and we kind of, you know, celebrated a little bit this one place where these guys were passing out tequila shots. This one particular tequila shot, it was like 40 bucks a shot. I'm not talking about a beverage with it in there. We're talking, you know, what, what, what is a, an average shot? Like one and a half, two ounces? Yeah. 40 bucks. That's crazy. Not if you've had it. I'll, I'll, uh, they, they have one of those places. Uh, it's, I think it's called Salt. They have one here in Gilbert. We'll go there one day whenever we're feeling stupid and we'll, we'll do one of them. It's not that it has like stupid alcohol content or anything like that. It's just the, it's that good. <laughs> you know, and like cognac's one of those things. Like I've, I've had things with cognac in it, but I've, I've, I've got buddies that, that are totally into that stuff. To me, not so much. Like, I'm more of like a, you know, just give me bourbon. I like bourbon over whiskey, even though bourbon is whiskey. Bourbon's my jam just because it's, uh, I think it has a little more flavor to it. Tequila, that's kind of your thing. Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. I like bourbons too, but um, not a big whiskey fan myself. But isn't bourbon just aged in oak barrel, whereas whiskey's in stainless steel or something like that? I think like it's that? the ratio of like rice to corn or whatever, something like that. Like okay. I'm, I'm not I'm not as smart in the bourbons and whiskeys. I just know what I like to taste as I am, say, like beers. Like with beers, I can talk to you all day long about, you know, beers and like, you know, the, the fermentations behind that and all the different ingredients. Like I can straight up school you on that. But I think it has to do, I think in order to be determined a bourbon, it has to have a certain percentage of corn. Okay. And anything less than that, then it's not bourbon, it's a whiskey. And I think it also depends on the barrels in which it's distilled. And I'm not 100% sure. I don't think you can call it a bourbon if it wasn't distilled in the state of Kentucky. Really? I think it has to be distilled in Kentucky to be considered a bourbon. So if you do the same exact recipe, say, in Tennessee, Missouri, California, Arizona, I think it's a whiskey. I don't know. And, and again, 
I don't know any of that to be 100% positive. But I'm going to find out for you, and we're going to talk about that in coming episodes. But last thing I want, well, I got a couple more things I want to talk about. First one ain't going to take us very long. This is just going to be more of a laugh than anything. Did you watch the Cowboys game last night? <laughs> I did not because um, I ended up working, so I didn't have an opportunity to see it. And by the time I got home, it was too late. Did um, you hear about it? I, I did see some clips today. I think it was on TikTok or something like that. I ended up watching a couple of clips, and it was, it was pretty funny to watch this this kicker. Um, not I, one. He missed like three of them completely, like not even close. And then I think the fourth one hit the top of the pole. Yeah, consecutive. He didn't get the first kicked point until after, I think, the fifth touchdown. Poor guy. He's, he's, turned, really into, he's turned into the Ray Finkel. <laughs> I was going to say he turned into the Nate Kading because, you know, I'm a Chargers fan. I, at least I was a I was a Chargers fan when they were San Diego. I wasn't so much. I, I'm not a big. I, I don't like two teams sharing one stadium, because one of them's going to be the prodigal and one of them's going to be the redheaded stepchild. You got one of them's going to be the Dudley and one of them's going to be the Harry. Okay, <laughs> and that's just what it is. And sure enough, whenever they announced that expansion back to L.A., you knew the Rams were going to be the prodigal son. And he knew the Chargers were going to be the dipshit. I didn't like the move. So I'm still a Chargers fan, but I'm protesting them being Los Angeles Chargers. So this year I decided, you know what, I'm going to go for the Titans. And they had a good start. And then they shit the bed. And it's just like, man, I just can't be a fan of anybody this Titans. year. Yeah. You mean the Houston Oilers? Well, once upon a time. Yeah. Okay. Well, I uh, like the Titans. I just, I'm still protesting the whole, and it, you know, again, everyone's like, but you're a Los Angeles Dodgers fan. It's like, no, I'm a Southern California sports enthusiast, and the Chargers belong in San Diego. The Rams belong in L.A. I love the Rams. I do not like Los Angeles hosting the Chargers. They're not freaking Los Angeles Chargers. They're San Diego. <laughs> anyway. So this guy misses a bunch of field goals. Yeah. Uh, like I said, he's Ray Finkel. And if he's not running around saying laces out, then I don't know. <laughs> but you know, so they're advancing. You think that guy kicks a single ball this next game? That's a tough one. I don't know. I, I, can you trust him? Because, you know, you, you've got Tom Brady. Let's just face it. Tom Brady and the Bucks this year have not been what they should have been. They're, they're, it wasn't like they were stiff competition. What were they were? You know, they were 50-50 on their win-loss record. Yeah, I think so. They were like... Well, I mean, like it just proves eight, the guy's Eight, nine, human. or nine and eight. Yeah. Whatever it was. So they're going to... You know... Cowboys are going to face some stiff competition now. You're talking like it's NFC, so who we... Who are you picking? NFC, who are you picking? AFC, who are you picking Super Bowl? I got to look. I don't know. So I'll tell you this right now. I'm probably going to go with... And I'm not saying these are my favorite teams. I'm just saying these are the ones I'm going with. I'm thinking NFC, I think, is going to come down to probably the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to... And there's a good chance the Eagles could go all the way. AFC, how do you go against the freaking Chiefs? Like, you know, the Bills is a good story because of, you know, DeMar Hamlin. 
But like, in what world do we think this is not going to be Chiefs versus Eagles in the Super Bowl? Well, I mean, I can definitely see the Chiefs. Chiefs are done very well, but don't, don't, don't forget about Buffalo. Buffalo's done pretty damn good. Well, I think Buffalo is probably the fan favorite right now. I think the world is rooting for Buffalo. Crazy is the Bengals aren't that far behind either. They're a game behind. Um, Bengals in the AFC North, uh, they've they've got it. Yeah. And then the Bengals were there last year. Um, I don't know. I just I I don't see it being anybody but the Chiefs. But I guess if somebody's gonna take out the Chiefs, I don't think it's Cincinnati. I think it would be Buffalo because they have momentum. And right now, like you know. You, you, there's a lot to be said about, you know, being a crowd favorite. They're, they're, you know, they're a crowd favorite right now. You know, that DeMar Hamlin thing kind of, you know, got in everybody's feels and it's a good story, even though he, right. He may not play again or at least not play this year. You know, people are going to root for that. Um, and on the other side, you know, like I said, with the Eagles, that's a fun fan base. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there saying, don't you forget about the Giants. Like, I I already did. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I already did. It's, it's, I don't see anybody but the Eagles advancing to the Super Bowl. But if you had to pick a top three, probably Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, maybe. So how does that play out? 49ers are pretty good this year, too. Yeah, but they tend to choke. This time of year, they're like the Dodgers of the NFL. Anywho, that's my little take on the NFL. We'll have uh, some more detailed stories on that. I'm going to kind of wrap this up with some things that really chapped my ass and some first world problems with Chris. So, got a salad. Yeah, I got a salad. Not long ago from one of our favorite restaurants, uh, Portillo's. Okay. I had other things besides the salad but you know how like here's the thing about portillo salads it's not just a salad it is a gourmet salad they have like some of the best chicken in there there's bacon up in there there's like the diddlini pasta up in there and that house dressing i always get it with extra dressing when there's not enough dressing on my salad that now my salad tastes like salad kind of chips me off a little bit i hate it when you go to purchase something and you want extra in my particular case salad dressing or if you went to like say like a popeye's chicken and you wanted some sweet heat sauce and you ask for extra sauce and then you get home and you realize you not only did not get extra sauce they gave you easy sauce so like you know if the standard was say like two you got one or none that really pisses me off because at that point in time, it's like I pour these two little dressing cups on there. I just eat the top of it and then I'm throwing probably two thirds of the salad away. That absolutely rips me off. Um, devil's advocate here. What if you make your own salad, use your own dressing, probably be a lot cheaper than buying it from somewhere. Could you make it taste like Portillo's? Well, why not? How? I'm not you. You just put I all can't the same... copycat shit like okay. you can. It, it doesn't take much to throw a bunch of 
lettuce in a freaking bowl. No, I can do the and salad. Then, Get me the dressing. Oh, the dressing is what you're talking about. Yeah. There's millions of dressings out there. I mean, I know I'm exaggerating, but have you gone to the salad dressing aisle lately? I mean, it is half of an aisle. Oh, it's ridiculous. But you know what they don't have? Portillo's dressing. No, not Portillo's, but there's other dressings that are just as good. I wonder what other dressing would taste good with the Portillo salad. What about Olive Garden? You can buy that retail. Can you really? Yeah. Isn't that a Caesar? Kind of. It's like a hybrid between a Caesar and an Italian. It's pretty good. That would be kind of nice. I might have to try that one out. I went to Lou Malnati's this past week. Yeah. And the person that I went with ordered a salad. Why? Exactly. But I'll tell you what. It was a damn good salad. Did they at least try the pizza? Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's okay. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Um, what are some other things that piss me off? Oh, yes. So I don't, if I'm watching television by myself, say I'm downstairs, like a lot of times upstairs, like, you know, say Nicole's asleep and then like in my bedroom, you know, I know what you're going to say. You sit on your left hand till it goes numb and that way it's the stranger. I'm talking about watching TV, you pervert. Oh, well, yeah, you said when you're all alone. What is so, one of the things that you do when you're watching TV? Television. I don't really watch TV. But if you did, would you have I mean, a snack? It's pretty ridiculous. I got a 75 inch here. I got a 65 up in my room. But I don't I don't really watch TV. I haven't watched a lot of TV yet lately, but we did get turned on to Yellowstone. And I am very oh. enthralled into Yellowstone right that now. That is an awesome show. So the other day, so my wife was out of town. I This is probably not going to endear me to the audience. I had to call her and ask her permission to watch a couple episodes without her because we're watching it together. What do you like to do when you're watching TV, though, when you get to watch TV? You like to have a snack, yeah? It depends. Um, if I'm downstairs, yes. But if I'm like watching something up in my bed, no. I don't I watch don't- TV in my bedroom. No? I have a TV in my bedroom, but I don't watch TV in my bedroom. That's stuff. It's pretty rare that I do, but once in a once in a while I'll I'll watch something in my bedroom. Usually I'll watch it downstairs. What I can't stand is when I want to watch television, but I want to have a snack, and the only thing that really strikes my fancy is like a crunchy chip, and I begin to eat that chip and I can't hear the TV through my crunching. It annoys me. But I can't not eat the chip and I can't not pause the television show. So what do I do? I just keep eating. And what happens? I wind up having to rewind and rewatch. Okay. You ever done that? Where you're like eating but you can't hear through your own crunching? Yes. I hate it. It annoys yeah. me. They need to think of something to fix well, I that. mean, you know what you could do? They have those headphones for old people. <laughs> yeah, you you can put those headphones on. You, you know what headphones I'm talking about, right? I do. <laughs> yeah. Can did you find your baseball? Did you find my baseball? <laughs> Jeez, Louis. Do you remember what movie is that? It was um, the TV show, wasn't it? Nope. It's a movie. Oh, I've got you today. You got me today. Something about Mary. 
<laughs> I watched that movie not a month ago. That's why it was fresh in my head. I you couldn't remember, remember what it he's, was. He's walking around with those headphones. Yeah. So <laughs> the only reason that stuck in my head is um, at one point in time, uh, the company that I work at is a technology company. Um, we are always on our phones and the area that we work in can be kind of loud. So they got us these noise canceling Sony headphones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up giving mine to my friend Dan because I don't use them. They're too frustrating, too much. You gave your Sonys away? I gave them away. No, no, no. These are the ones that the company bought. Oh, okay, gotcha. Now, the other Sonys, the MX1000s or whatever, I still have those. Those yeah. I won, and I, I ain't giving them away. I about to say, I've got one model below you, and I'll never give those away. You know, I think the ones that I gave away are like the Sony 910s or something like that. Yeah, so they're I, great. Yeah, I gave those to Dan, and he uses them at work. So he ran into somebody from an old department that he used to work in, and that's exactly what they did to him. Because he's walking around with the big headphones on his head, and he's like, give me my baseball. <laughs> You would think in my family I would be the one that liked those, um, I call them raunchy comedies. It's not. It is Steph who loves those. Like the American Pies is something about Mary's. Like yeah. Horrible Bot. Like all those raunchy comedies. She digs them. I'm yeah. the guy that's like watching, you know, like Marvel, Star Wars, <laughs> Disney Plus. I'm watching stuff like old school and uh, Wedding Crashers, that kind of stuff. But I tell you what, you're not going to be watching and enjoying a lot of it if you're eating a a good Dorito or something because you're going to be crunching and you ain't going to hear shit. And it's going to make you mad and you're going to have to rewind. Lastly, and I'll premise it with this, so my, my daughter in Georgia, she's currently going to college there, she's digging the show. And she had asked if she wanted or if we would be okay with her doing first world problems because she identifies with this on a very real level. So she's going to record herself doing some first world problems, going to send it to us, and we're going to play it on you know a future podcast. Um, okay. I tried to get Nicole and your daughter. My daughter, was, the- my daughter was up for it. Nicole was up for it. And then she changed her mind, probably because her friends were going out. We can it when we need to catch her on a night when she doesn't have last minute plans. She always does. You need to handcuff her. You got a point. Nonetheless, my last first world problem is in dedication to Nicole, one hundred percent, because this is one of those things that doesn't really rip me off, but it rips me off when she says it. She'll come home, be hungry, want food, and she'll say this. There's no food in here. They're just ingredients to make food. Oh, yeah. My kids have done the same thing. Well, my older kids say that. My younger kids don't do that. But my older kids... um, There's no food in here. But there's all kinds of food that you can make something. Oh, of course. But that's the thing is it takes time. They just want shit to snack on. Like Totino's mm-hmm. and yeah, if you got to put it in the oven, if you got to turn on the stove, put it in the pot, make it. They don't want to do it. Yeah, that's the that's the biggest problem, and I I get that completely. 
Well, that was in dedication to Nicole, who is going to be on this podcast, whether she likes it or not. There you go. Along with your daughter. And then a future cameo by my other daughter, Brianna, who is going to give us some of her first world problems. I've already heard a teaser of it. They're pretty funny. It is amazing how much me and that child are alike. (laughs) I mean, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. True that. But that is first world problems with uh, Chris Andrews here. And I got to be honest with you, that's all I really got to talk about. What else do you want to talk about, if anything? Fresh out of ideas at the moment. I'm getting kind of tired because I didn't sleep very much last night. Yeah, well, how about me whooping that ass? Is that on the table or is that off the table? Uh, that sounds really dirty. Skim. But it's I'll not. Still, no, we'll still play UFC. All right. Are you kidding? That'll get, that'll get the adrenaline going. It's been a couple weeks. And I've got my fake dip over there. Uh, that I bought four cans of that stuff, and I've maybe done it three times. I don't enjoy it. It's not good. I hate it. But it's... Better than nothing, I guess. I don't know why you just don't go with the shredded beef jerky. I don't have any. But I like, actually bought some from the That would be really ago. good because it actually would taste good. You could stick it between the chicken gum. It ain't going to do anything bad. The teriyaki is so good. Yeah. So good. Didn't we go through a couple of cans of that on the road, on our road trip? I don't remember. I did, I think. I don't remember. Maybe, maybe we did. Because that's one thing I didn't do with you is I didn't chew in the cab. Because, you know, it could be gross being around somebody who spits. And, like, if you smell that, and like, there's just a bottle of spit in a cup holder. That's that's not endearing at all. So I did not chew around you in the cab. I waited till... Endearing? Know, we were you trying to impress me? I'm always trying to impress you. <laughs> <laughs> not me. I was farting up a storm. <laughs> I think we did have a war at one point. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there there was a lot of trumpets blaring on that trip. Never in the cab, though. We did not do it in the cab. We respected the cab. Yeah. We kept the cab clean, scent-free, and free of spit. However, you would not sing to me. Oh, no. When no. I had the camera rolling. I still, no. You I, would serenade me when the camera was not rolling. Yeah, well, I mean... And then the minute I got the camera rolling, you would up that freaking 40-ounce water bottle. Yours were on the bottom was a middle finger sticker. Like, that's rude. (laughs) Flipping me off with a sticker even. You don't even have the fucking testosterone to, like, give me a real finger. You got to do it. I was thirsty. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I got to post that video. I don't even know what song was playing. Nonetheless... Guys, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, children of all ages, we have, I forgot what the number was. Do you remember? 543? It was uh, 537? 530, 540 something. That is the amount of of plays total that we've had, which uh, so far we're kind of sticking to the, you know, the goal. Like I want to see growth every single week. And we have seen that. We have not seen one flat line. So we're up to about 530-something listeners. Uh, we're pushing more than 50 subscribers. Um, steady growth. Thank you guys very, very much. Um, keep, keep it coming. If you are one of the 500-some-odd uh, plays, 
We would uh, greatly appreciate you just hitting that follow button if you're on Spotify or the subscribe button on Apple Pod or whatever the fuck ever on whatever platform you find yourself listening to, whether it be Amazon, iHeartRadio, Google. God, we're on all of them right now, I think. Yeah, there's even some that I don't even know the names of. Yeah, and that is all thanks to you guys for, you know, showing the, uh, you know, the growth and the analytics behind it. Um, it's really all I got in form of kissing your guys' ass this week. I just, you know, I do genuinely thank you. And, uh, on that note, Shawnee boy. Next week. You want to do another one? Yeah. All right. Let's do it again. We're going to do it again next week. So until next week, I always close. You want to close? No, this is your thing. You, right. you go ahead and close. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. All right. Well, until next week, uh, that is Sean. I am Chris. We are the Two Loose Screws, and we are out.